Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and racing esports. On this episode, it's the festive period, so I hope you are enjoying at least a day off to put your feet up. But with this in mind, today's conversation is a little less formal and a bit more relaxed. We're going to be talking about the future of rally games with Autosport and Motorsport.com's WRC editor, Tom Howard. So we regale our experiences with the most recent World Rally Championship game, Generations, and look ahead to what we'd like to see in 2023's EA Sports WRC game, the first time EA has got the official World Rally Championship license, and also the first time that license has fallen into the hands of developer Codemasters. I think we're both really looking forward to it, but here's like a, a wish list of what we'd like to see without really knowing at this point what's actually going to be released. We also talk about rallying in general, Tom recounts his time earlier in the year when he was able to be the co-driver for Toyota Gazoo Racing World Rally Team driver Takamoto Katsuta in a current Rally 1 spec Yaris with the hybrid system in Finland. Incredible experience. Check out his video for that. We'll put a link in the podcast description. But as you're about to tell, we're both rally nerds at heart or bubble hatters, perhaps you might want to call us. So the conversation flows into rally cars we'd like to see more in gaming and simulation. So you have been warned, I do get a bit excited. Apologies in advance. But yeah, hopefully you get from this some context as to why we think rallying is such a great sport and why it deserves a mainstream popular video game that's actually really good. Speak to you on the other side. All right, so Tom, pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Yeah, no, it's great to be uh, great to be on here. I've, I've, I've you know follow you guys uh, quite a lot. I'm a massive gamer, so uh, yeah, it's cool to be on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's very flattering. Um, but you said that you're a massive gamer, but your day job isn't gaming. So just explain for those who might not know what it entails. Yeah, so I'm the WRC reporter for Autosport and Motorsport.com. So. Uh, I travel to as many WRC rounds as I can get to and report on the events and on all the news around those uh, leading up to it and uh, after it. So, yeah, it's quite a fully, fully, a fully intense job. You know, you've, you're traveling around the world quite a bit, uh, which is fun, but, you know, it's also tiring as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an awesome job. Like it's, uh, it's something I've always dreamed about doing, covering WRC of, I've done this job for 16 years, but I haven't covered WRC before properly. Uh, so this was a really right. cool moment because I've always sort of wanted to do WRC. Previously, I'd, I've been doing V8 supercars in Australia for seven years. So, um, yeah, it, it's a bit of a change of scene from that, but I, it's a really welcome change of scene. Two great spots there, though, supercars and World Rally <laughs> Championship. And if anyone, if you ever read a report on oddspot.com, mudspot.com or oddspot magazine, and it's about the sport of WRC, the chances are, well, it's definitely going to be you. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it, right? Oh, well. And uh, you get to go to some events as well, which is really cool. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> so uh, let's just talk. We're going to talk about like rally gaming in general. Uh, there's a seismic shift happening next year, so we'll touch upon our predictions for that as well. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the real world sport, just very briefly, just for some context. So how would you uh, surmise the 2022 WRC season? It was uh, the first year for the Rally 1 hybrid cars, which is quite interesting. Do you think that was a good development? Yeah, it was a big, big year for WRC. They've made a massive leap uh, with the regulations. And uh, to be honest, it's quite brave for them to do as many changes as they did and, and pull it off because on the whole, it's been quite a successful uh, rollout for the Rally 1 cars. Yes, there's been some problems with hybrid and, and whatever, but... If you look at the changes they made, that's quite impressive, really, because they changed the chassis to a sort of a space frame, which is new. 
there was no more center diffs, so no more trick differentials, old school diffs. Uh, suspension travel was reduced. Aerodynamics was reduced. You know, there was a lot of changes. New safety cell, everything, like, you know, as well as the hybrid. Like, and that's quite a big move to, you know, in, incorporate hybrid. So I think from the car point of view, cars are definitely safer. They're still really cool. They still sound awesome. In fact, I think they sound better than the previous generation and the previous generation were good. So from a, from a, that side of things, it was great. The season itself, yeah, it was one man really, wasn't it? Cali Rompera, an absolute superstar. Um, being able to watch this kid, uh, you know, basically defy belief of what is possible for a 22-year-old to do, it, it was extraordinary. He's a... He's a real talent and uh, he could really be the next Loeb or Ogier. That's the sort of uh, character I think we're dealing with here. Um, so, yeah, a, a massively impressive season for him. Six wins altogether. Uh, he managed to wrap up the title with two rounds to go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, from a championship point of view, it was, it was a bit of a domination from Robin Perra, but it was still very exciting. We still had some very, very cool rallies. Uh, certainly for me, Monty was... A highlight seeing Ogier and Loeb go head to head for four days and at one point they were level uh, on Saturday with the lead sharing the lead and then obviously Loeb comes through to win an 80th career win uh, the oldest man to win a, a WRC event at 48 years old so many many stories a very cool season and uh, certainly certainly one that was cool to cover yeah I, I would agree with that sentiment uh, I think it was still a fascinating year I, I loved I loved it and I actually really enjoyed the new cars but yeah, Cali Rovampera, at a certain point, it was almost inevitable he's won the championship, which just took the wind out of the sails slightly, I felt. But to see him do that was incredible. Because I think before the season, I don't think many people would say, right, yeah, he's going to dominate this championship. I think Absolutely. that was, that was kind of the left field. Yeah, I had him as a title contender, but I didn't think, I thought Elfin would be the guy. Having been runner-up for the previous two seasons, I thought without OJ yeah. doing a full season, I thought this is Evans's year. Uh, he obviously didn't gel with the car quick enough as Cali did. But we have to remember Cali did actually struggle in Monte Carlo and was like genuinely struggling. And then he just it just clicked. And then from Sweden onwards, he was unstoppable. And when it yeah. rained, no one could touch him. So, yeah. uh, and he was lucky. There was a lot of wet weather this year. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, but to him, for him to take Colin McRae's record of youngest ever world champion, which had stood for 27 mm -hmm. years, and to smash it by five years and 88 days yeah. is is something else. And uh, I think he deserves all the accolades that come to him because he's a real talent. It was interesting because you had the youngest ever world champion and the oldest ever WRC <laughs> winner in the same season. Uh, and the oldest ever WRC winner, Loeb, he, he won it using a Fanatec uh, steering wheel. That's correct, yeah. Which is related to gaming. And I'm going to use that opportunity as a segue into talking away from the real season for a minute. And let's just talk about um, the current WRC game, WRC Generations, which just well, it came out a couple of months ago at the time of recording. But this week, as I'm talking, I do have the Switch version, which I need to test to see if it's any good or not. Have you been playing WRC Generations? Yeah, I, yeah, I have. And, and I do actually a lot of time in the, in the WRC official games. I've had all of them from, I think, six onwards. So right. um, I've played a lot of those those generation of games. And I do really enjoy WRC Generations. I really enjoyed the previous one, WRC 10, because of the 50 years of WRC yeah. element that it had to it. And that really added to my enjoyment of the game, being able to do those challenges in the old cars. That really got me, got my juices flowing. But certainly WRC Generations, I think they've done a very good job in capturing the hybrid cars. They are definitely harder to drive than the WRC 10. Well, that's how it should be, I think. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's more realistic. It's a lot harder to pull these cars up on the brakes, and that's because they are heavier. 
and they do have this hybrid boost that you now have to deal with. So that's actually quite realistic. Obviously, the sound is an issue, and we'll, we'll come to that. Ooh, sure. Like the sound yeah. isn't great, yeah. um, but I'll be honest with you: when I'm in the zone, I'm not noticing the sound. Like I'm so right. so into the game that I I can't afford to listen to the noises. <laughs> I need to know where the yeah. calls are coming. You know, so. Um, I'm not really noticing the noise, but the game itself, I love it. I love the leagues element to it. That's yep. really changed it for me. Um, going up against like all these people online in that sort of league format and the way they've done it, I really enjoy it. I look forward to it every week. I'm like, oh, what are, what are we going to have this right. week? Okay. Yeah. And and that's what I really love about it. So yeah, I think they've done a decent job. For for me, I think there's a there are many valid criticisms of it, and I've watched some videos recently. Uh, by well-known uh, sim racing personalities, and I actually agree with all their points. But it's almost like a, a it creates a, an emotion for me that when, like you said, there when you're in the zone, some of those Swedish stages or any any gravel stage, and I'm in a quick car that the rally one or last the previous generation WRC cars, and I'm just listening to the co-driver and I'm having a good run and I'm trying to beat someone on the timetable. I just I just love it. I think that's, yeah. that's brilliant. So it's almost one of those things where it's like, yes, you can look at the piece of paper and go, well, don't like the engine sounds. Some of the graphics are a bit ropey and I'm not too sure about what it's doing with the throttles, pedals and stuff like this. But for me, I can still really enjoy it. And that's yeah. why I like it. And you've mentioned the leagues mode there. Now, I tried it during the review and I haven't had time to come back to it. But you keep messaging me saying, no, no you've got to try the yeah. leagues thing. So I said, right, this Christmas time, I'm going to try the leagues thing because... um it generates like a, what there's like daily and weekly challenges. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And then you're competing not just on an online leaderboard, but it's also based on your rank, which is yeah, first time ranked online multiplayer has ever been seen really in a rally game. I think. Yeah, I like it because it's it's almost got that sort of football uh, promotion and relegation type uh, right. aspect to it, which also keeps you uh, in there. Cause you're like, oh, I don't want to go down a division, so like that sort of gives you that excitement to keep keep pushing, and you get like three attempts at each of the challenges to try and. Make sure you put in the best time you possible. And I like the fact they've limited to, to three because you could keep doing it and doing it, and there's no pressure. Whereas there's a bit of pressure involved, which I quite yeah. like. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. I think one thing I will say about the game is, uh, having covered the actual championship itself, I quite like how they've captured uh, some of the stages. Like yeah. there are some that are absolutely identical. For example, when we did the feature using the game, when I did the actual co-driving for real with Takamoto Katsuta. Yeah. We, we should use touch about that, that in a minute. <laughs> and that is absolutely identical. Yeah. Um, and when we were using it for the for the actual sort of practice and he was driving it, it was like, yeah, this is really good. Like even even Taka was saying, like, yeah, that's exactly how it should be. And like, mm. oh yeah, and the hybrid boost comes in here. And he was said that it was very realistic. So um, yeah, I think they've done a good job in several areas, but you're right, there are some sort of there are some criticisms. Idiosyncrasies, perhaps. Let's let's put it down to as that. So that you you mentioned it there, and it was a actually a great point, which um, we should discuss. So you were actually a WRC co-driver on a test session, right? With yes, that's <laughs> So we definitely need to talk about that. But also, you were doing some training on WRC generations with him yeah, and working so, back and forth. So just explain to me what what was going on there. Yeah, so uh, this year we we wanted to do uh, a couple of sort of pieces of sort of like going behind the scenes and explaining to the fans and perhaps the new fans that are joining uh, us to to read about WRC a bit about some of the jobs that goes on. So, for example, uh, with M Sport, I was a mechanic for a rally uh, with Pierre Louis Lube, but with Toyota, they decided, um, oh, would you like to have a go at being the co-driver? So we did uh, explained how co-driving works 
and just like some of the the key sort of nuances to it because it is a quite an odd and unusual job and um, one of the weirdest perhaps in motorsport so what we did was we devised a plan so um i had a little crash course in in post notes with uh yuho hananen who's a former wrc podium finisher um, and one sunday on a house in irc as well yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, they gave me a, a pace notebook, uh, which I still have in my office here. Oh, um, nice. So, uh, uh, yeah, and then so to do it, we thought, right, here's a good idea to practice using the new WRC Generations game. Uh, so we don't go straight into a car without any practice whatsoever. So we got the a copy of the game, WRC Generations, and myself and Takamoto Katsuta did the Haryu stage of Rally Finland. And I did the notes for him. I read the notes out while he ran through the stage. So um, that was the virtual training. And then we did the real thing on a, on a test road in Finland, which I can assure you was uh, very, Insane. very, very sketchy uh, at times. Uh, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my career It is such a phenomenal thing that they are able to do with those cars, just chucking them through the forest like that. Um, super, super sketchy, super scary. I think I did two kilometers of pace notes before I lost my place. It's probably more uh, than what I would be able to do, so fair play. But, uh, but the problem was I generally couldn't turn the page quick enough. So once I got through the uh, page, I couldn't get the page turned before we were into the next couple of corners. Um, and that was it, and I was gone. So I think we did about two kilometers before before I had to throw in the towel. <laughs> but, uh, still. but still, an incredible experience. And... Uh, yeah, it really opened my eyes as to like these co-drivers. They deserve way more credit and deserve way more money for what they do because yeah. it's a real skill, but it takes years and years to hone that and to be able to do that. And likewise, the drivers themselves. I mean, I've been lucky enough to go in a few cars with people over the years, but for me, the rally driver is a different league. Like what they have to do is so much more intense than a circuit racing mm. uh, for me. Like the, you don't, you know, you don't see the corners, you see the corners once and that's, that's it. Whereas on a circuit, you're doing laps. Um, so yeah, for them, yeah, it was a real, a really cool experience, but also a good, good way to sort of tie in the esports element to it. And just to see like Taka for himself, for, for example, he has two Sims at his house. He's right. quite into it and does use, uh, that as a tool to help him so like it's genuinely what we were doing was sort of something he would normally do in a way so it was quite quite cool that's excellent yeah well people listening should uh, go watch the video that's on the Autosport YouTube channel where you can see Tom's <laughs> effort as a co-driver there uh, but also read the article which is on motorsport.com autosport.com and it's on traction.gg thanks very much for that and also watch your video being a mechanic as well you can watch that and and yeah, being a co-driver, I fully agree, is is a really tricky skill. I don't even like going on roller coasters, never mind um, <laughs> one that could come off the rail, so to speak, at any moment, and being able to read at the same time. So I imagine that's quite the ride. And and one of our most popular YouTube videos about gaming is explaining the, the rally co-driver. And it's because I think people will buy the game, this makes it really good, I want a driving game. Hang on a minute, what's this person shouting these numbers at? <laughs> what the heck is this all about? Well, I think one of the things that really interests me of that experience was learning that every driver has their own sort of different system and notes so like it's not like you just transfer the notes to each crew they've all got their own different way of doing it so like it sort of like i had to get into the mindset of what takamoto likes for his notes like and, and write my mm. notes to how he likes them so it's sort of it's yeah it's a really it's a really clever job really clever job and um i think what's probably the trickiest thing i found was like just calling the notes in the right place because right. you've got to keep looking up and looking down 
and making sure you're on the right place of the road to call this in the right place. Otherwise, you know, the poor drivers, you know, you could be too fast or too slow. So it's yeah. it's it's insane how, how yeah. much you have to sort of comprehend as well as going blasting through a forest where you could end up in a tree at any moment. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Uh, it sounds like uh, a one-way street to Vomitville, if that's even thing for me. I <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't, I wasn't ill, so I didn't embarrass myself. There. Fair play. Well done. The thing I did embarrass myself was is, is I completely forgot that I had the intercom plugged in, so I was like shouting the notes at Paul Tacker. Ah, but you just have to hearing, sort of say them. Yeah, and his hearing would have been like, absolutely, his ears would have been ah, ringing of by course. the end of it because... I just forgot that I had the microphone <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I think part of it was because I was quite scared. I was just like shouting. Yeah, <laughs> oh, easily done. I mean, in gaming, it's always quite a simple note system. It's more like a Colin McRae thing, what I used to do, right? It was yeah. like five left, four right, but it's so much more complex. And I suppose maybe that's one area that could be improved in Rally Sims is to somehow do that because, but then each driver is so different. It must yeah. be impossible I think to program. It, I'll be honest with you. I think it's one of those ones where if you're a real hardcore rally gamer, that's for you. But I think for yeah. the majority, you're just overcomplicating what exactly. is already quite a complicated thing. So it, I think it would be one of those things that would be like a downloadable option or something. Like yeah. just if you really wanted to I, take it to the next level. I spoke to the current developers, Kiloton, earlier this year, and they were saying, oh, actually, someone in the room asked, why can't you have it where if I don't like a pace note, can I edit? what that pace note is right for myself and i was like oh that's amazing a drive idea i'd love to do like a virtual recce and yeah say like but they were saying it's basically not possible at the minute because uh in the past they used to have pace notes in the game where it would say the one pace note for that one corner but it, it simply doesn't flow or sound very good so they have to record in sentences and then you'd have to actually change two or three corners and oh it's all very confusing so yeah yeah i don't I, think it's I, one I, thing they can actually no. ever change really but we'll see yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's certainly it's something that could be played with it, you know, over yeah. time and see if they could develop mm. something. But um, obviously, with the WRC games does have the co-driver mode, doesn't it? Good so point. You can, um, you can actually uh, go in and, and do that, which is quite fun, actually. And I did yeah. do that as some of my training uh, for that feature. I sat at home and got someone else to drive while I was calling. Nice. Um, but again, it's quite fun. It's, just, it's yeah. again, it's another way that you can. Rallying games are perhaps, unless you're playing online, they're not exactly the most sort of fun multiplayer games. But if you have no, two of you and you're co-driver and driver, yeah. it does have that sort of element of teamwork and cooperativeness that I, I think is quite fun. Yeah. Well, there's another rally game out there, not just the official WRC games. It's Dirt Rally uh, is a ser- is a series. Uh, it doesn't have that online co-driver mode, but they record the pace notes slightly differently. I think they put Phil Mills in a motion rig and he just records the <laughs> one stage and in one go and, and that the best take is, is what... It, what you get to hear so these developers are now tasked with creating an all-new wrc uh, game for next year under ea's stewardship so any hopes and dreams or expectations for this because i certainly have a have a few but at the minute we have no idea nothing's official other than the game's coming out next year and it's been a couple of years in development yeah um i mean i guess i obviously do have to uh, the Dirt series and have played yeah. those games. The one thing that I perhaps don't get you wrong, the Dirt games are phenomenally good, and the detail, the level of detail is fantastic. Excellent um, engine sounds. Yeah, the sounds are perfect. Like the cars that they get are really done really well. Um, you can sort of, you know, you can really tell what you're driving. Um, but for me, it's you've got to be really good to get the most out of the game. It's it, yeah. at times it's too it's too difficult. 
Um, I know people will criticize me for that, but I don't have the hours in my day to be able to put in to be able to get the most out of that game. Whereas if I jump on WRC Generations, I'll instantly be able to enjoy myself because yeah. it's at a level that isn't quite as extreme as Dirt in terms of its difficulty. So I think for me, it's striking a balance with this new game. If they can find a balance where it allows the, the casual gamers that are not the super, super serious ones to come in and enjoy it just as much as the as the hardcore gamers, then they've really won because that's I think the key element to nailing that game. Yeah. Um I think for me, if, if things I'd like to see, obviously I want to see like the fully licensed WRC cars. Um I hope they're all, you know, all with all the liveries and everything. I think that would be cool to make sure that's all there. But for me I'd like I'd like some of the stages I'd like to see a bit more accurately portrayed because yeah, in the be current good. WRC generations, there are some that are absolutely spot on, but there are others that are, are sort of, you know, sort of not not made up, shall we say, but they're not quite inspired by. Even if they could just do all the power stages of the year, like I would be happy Ooh. with that. If they yeah. could do, make sure all the power stages that are used in the WRC season are accurately portrayed because they're genuinely shorter stages. If they could do that for me, I would be absolutely loving that because that some of those stages are the best on the season anyway because of the you know what they you know they make sure the power stage is exciting. Mm. So um, for me, that would be something on my tick list. Let's let's uh, unpack a, f- a few of those comments actually because the the first one you mentioned is the most important one. It's a big sticking point that Electronic Arts has and Codemasters has with the current Formula One games, which is. There are people out there who look down upon it and beat down upon it because it's not serious enough. Yeah. Then there are people like me who I understand it's not a full out and out simulator. And if you want the simulator experience, you can buy the Mercedes Formula One car for iRacing, right? But you can. St- it's still quicker with a wheel, and it's still usable with the gamepad. So generally, there's a nice balance there. I'm not personally too keen on the handling model for F122, but if you look at all the previous ones, they have st- struck a nice balance, I think, between. Yeah, if you've got a high-core, hardcore, expensive steering wheel and pedal set, you're still going to get something out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, the majority of people, which is where you make the money and sell the most games and helps promote the sport, they can still play it as well. And I think that's the key thing with WRC. Um, In particular, going back to our conversation about the co-driver, which is not an easy thing to do. So what I would like to understand, I'd like to see some sort of system that really explains why the co-driver is important, why you should listen to them for the novices, but then also a handling model where you can turn off the assists and there is something serious yeah. for the hardcore. It, it's super tricky and they're on a hide into nowhere because, you know, they're going to upset some of the Dirt Rally fans, I'm sure about it. But at the yeah. same time, they're going to try and make WRC grow to a new audience. And that's probably yeah, this, the this, key thing. This is the thing. Uh, I think they have to think about the bigger picture here and in, in that, you know, with the greatest respect, WRC is quite niche. And it, it is yeah. to be... It needs a bigger audience. Um, it needs to grow. Uh, it's been through a few, you know, been a bit of turmoil. But I, I actually believe that it is. It's a really cool championship that doesn't get quite the eyeballs it deserves. It should be having television coverage, much better television coverage over here, uh, outside of the, you know the, the paid for platform that WRC provides. So, and they're doing that with the new Rally twenty four seven Rally Channel that launches next year. So, like, we need to if if. 
if they want to grow this sport and sell more games, then they're going to have to sort of try and strike a balance because people will just get turned off if it's just too difficult. Like, I don't know if you remember, but Richard Burns' rally when it first came out <laughs> on the PlayStation, that was so hard. Yeah. Like, it's so difficult. And I remember just like, I can't do this. I just can't what? do it. The, the, I was the same. I, I was a fan of Richard Burns. I had all the yeah. Colmaco Rally games. I was playing it on the PlayStation and yeah, just couldn't complete the one of the first tutorial bits for ages. And then I got through to the rallies and it was like finishing a stage was an achievement. Never mind yeah. the whole rally, right? <laughs> it was like, I finished the stage. Oh, but I'm three minutes off. So, and I was just repeating and repeating. Now that, that is a really key game to mention here because... Richard Burns Rally is still revered by a a hardcore group of uh, PC modders as the greatest rally game ever. Nothing beats it. It's the best. Don't buy anything else. The thing is, that company went bust. And there's a a reason why you can mod the game because it's an abandoned ware and there's no no one monitoring the licenses or anything for it. So, yeah, that's the key thing. Like You can have this hardcore rally experience and if you want to find that, you can go out there and find it. But ultimately that game did not sell enough to make it justifiable to de- continue developing yeah. it, which is a real shame, but this is the balance of the WRC game needs to, fin- needs to find. Yeah, it is. And I think that there has to be a way where you can have an extreme mode and some sort of normal mode where yeah. like, there is a significant difference. And I think that's probably the only way they'll be able to do it. But you're right. It, you can't, you can't afford to annoy the hardcore gamers because they're your key market, but you also yeah. can't, you've got to make it open for everyone. Otherwise, you're not growing the sport and you're not doing it justice so yeah it's um it is difficult but again you know wrc is a is a very you know rallying is a very difficult discipline of motorsport so yep. there has to be an element of realism to that because let's be honest it's not it's not easy like even on wrc generations you still make errors and you still crash because it is hard like it's yeah. Yeah. it's it's a hard discipline so yeah you're right i think one thing i would like to see though um obviously retro cars has to be retro cars like I yeah it does that quite well uh but i do really like the career mode on wrc uh generations i know it gets a lot of criticism and a lot of stick but i do play that mode a lot and i like the i like the progressing up through the ranks and mm-hmm. i love all that sort of stuff um and i know obviously they do that with the formula one games you'd expect exactly. that they have some sort of career mode type of platform there so i hope that that's there yeah um yeah i think that's i think that's for me yeah, the, the F1 games in particular from F1 uh, 2020 had my team, which is a, mm. it's probably the most in-depth career of any racing game. And it's okay, it's a different studio within the Codemasters EA Corporation, but you would hope that there's been learnings transferred and if they've been working on it for a couple of years, which we're led to believe, they, they could be hitting the ground running with an in-depth career mode. And that's also something I would really like to see. And you mentioned classic cars there. Well, the Dirt Rally games had a... Yeah. smorgasbord of all sorts of stuff including kit cars and uh, group b which is always um enjoyable so i'm not sure if the wrc license will allow for that off from the start but i think the previous games have had the classic cars so let's hope with this new arrangement that that's also included and i yeah, actually sent I you a really nerdy video with uh, gwindaf evans talking about his seat uh being <laughs> restored for a video game and we don't know what it is but i'm kind of hoping it's for this uh, oh, to get extra I, I sounds yeah, so just to say, I hope that we still have the element of, you know, we were talking about the classic cars there, but I do like what WRC did 
uh, WRC 10 did with the uh, 50 years where you're, you know, it's 1983, you're on the mm. Acropolis, you're in a Lancer and you've got a beat at the time. I love those little scenarios. If you can, if we can add that into the game some way, uh, obviously not copying it, but uh, some sort of way that you can use the classic cars, um, yeah. that, that for me, it gives you an extra element because sometimes you just want a bit of nostalgia. Yeah, I would. That's that'd be a great idea. And the scenarios of uh, classic real world events, but also the classic car roster. One thing that slightly concerns me with that a little bit is yes, Dirt Rally Two had the older cars, but the Formula One games recently stripped away all yeah. legacy vehicles. And I'm thinking, oh, what the heck is that about? Well, I suppose we don't know publicly what the reason is for that. It could be a licensing thing specific to Formula One. There's all sorts of things going on. So, but it also could be an EA thing. So, uh, well, let's see. Let's hope there's some classic content at least to start with. Yeah, that is that did worry me with the F1 game. I have to say that's the biggest uh, loss I have with this current one is the lack, right. of, lack, lack of classic cars. But there's like, real world uh, supercars instead. Yeah. Oh, joy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is that about? <laughs> I don't know. That's for perhaps another time. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Anyway, I guess uh, I suppose the other like this was a uh, the only other thought I had was like maybe there's a sort of mechanic mode because like. Having mm. now experienced the world of mechanics, the service park is quite an interesting element that I could be right. explored a bit further in, in the games if they could. Um, Ooh, I know yeah. current currently do you know have the service park on WRC generations where you you know repair the car and you. But it's just a throwaway thing, isn't it? But it's it's very throwaway, and I feel like you could make more of that um, yep. and more of the tire choices and like speak to your weatherman. Like, does he say this? You know, that's uh, sort of yeah, like that. and like maybe they could have like. Because what currently goes on, which I find fascinating in the service park, is each team will send a, a, a member down to the other teams to see what tyres they're putting on. So there's a bit of like spying Ooh. going on. <laughs> um, and sometimes teams will put up barriers to stop that person looking in. And like there's a, there's all that sort of stuff. I know, I'm not saying we should incorporate that into the game, but it would be cool if we'd be like, well, Toyota's running these tyres. And then the, the weatherman says, do you want to do that? Or do you want to stick with your uh, choice? Oh, yeah. Like, that that would be quite cool because it adds an element of oh have I made the right call? Um, Brilliant! Have you ever thought of a career in game design? <laughs> I, I, that's amazing! I didn't can't believe I never thought of something like that. that would be, I'd love to see that in a rally game. So we've mentioned uh, yeah, like the features we'd like to see in the new upcoming WRC game that we don't really know much about yet at the minute. And a couple of the times we've mentioned classic cars. So are there any rally cars that you would like to see in gaming from the rallying archive, so to speak? I've got a couple. I'm sure you've got a couple, so hit me. Okay, well, I do have a, a little list, um, but uh, it really sort of I says it, it probably says a lot about me really than than uh, the actual, okay. <laughs> actual game. But um, sorry, '90s is my sort of my my go. So um, I think there's one car that certainly sticks out for me, and I and I loved it as a child growing up, and it's the Renault Maxi Megane. Ah, uh, yes, in the classic yellow and blue factory Renault colours and so the, the UK colours colours yeah. oh and the French so the UK and the French yeah. team okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, though that for me that car isn't I have it I have both of those cars in a skeletric form in my house uh, oh I'm a nice big fan of those uh, those Renault Maxima Gans and certainly growing up I certainly remember Robbie Head on the RAC rally uh, wheeling one of those around and that sort of stuck with me for a long time barrel, ro uh, barrel rolling after hitting a tree stump <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I just love that car. I, I don't know what it is about it. I just there's something about it. Like really that whole like. era, though, it's like high revving, naturally aspirated. They had the yeah. pumped up arches, which just made yes. them look like they're on steroids. Uh, Philip Bigalski, I think, won the Tour de Course in the nineties in one. 
It was he won, a uh, mega yeah, car. Yeah, and he also, in that Zara S2 ah, car. Yes, he that was on my list. beat everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1990 won two WRC rounds in the Zara kit car, so my first one would be that. But technically, I think it did appear in Sebastian Loeb Rally Evo, but I'd still like oh, to see it? it in... I think so, but I have to go double-check. If it didn't, yes. But also, if it did, so what? Yeah. I'd like to see that in a, in a contemporary title. Yeah. Because that car was a weapon. All those F2 cars are, really. Uh, and my other choice is... Uh, well, actually, my other two cars that I would really, really like to see is the original Ford Puma um, in the rapid fit yellow and blue. So <laughs> Super 1600? Yes. Another high-revving uh, front-wheel yeah. drive car. There's a theme. <laughs> yeah, and the Sayat Cordoba. Uh, the oh, WRC. the WRC one. Yes. Yeah. Now, Harry Rothenkera. Yeah, yeah. So, Cali's father, yeah. current champion's father, and that car was so weird. Because at the same time, you had Skoda also competing. They're both yeah. Volkswagen group. Mind you, then you had yeah. Persia and Citroen as well. But there's, like, um, plenty of games have, like, yeah, the, the Peugeot 206 from that era mm. and the Ford Focus, right? But no one ever remembers a C at Cordova. Yeah. But it was a great looking car. Like in that it yellow was. and blue movie star Repsol colours. Like, yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah. it looked great. And the, again, going back to the arches as well. Like it just, and almost like the wings and the spoilers and the arches were quite incongruous in comparison to the road going equivalent. And that's kind of why yeah. I like it. Like same with the Skodas, right? You just don't think that they're like a mud spot thing. Yeah, like the Octavia, for example. That exactly really be a WRC car. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but that even almost has more of a following these days than the Cordoba, right? And yeah, yeah, I love the I Cordoba. Mean, probably Late about me. I, I like the rubbish cars. <laughs> well, well. Speaking of which, I would like to see the Citroen BX4 TC, which is the '80s Group B Citroen. Which I think I don't know how many rounds it did, but I think it was like two, and yes. it was terrible, really, really bad. And it came out after Peugeot had already invented the 205, right? Which was mid-engined. And Citroen, part of the same company, was like, no, we're going to go this front-engine weird thing. And it's horrendously ugly, in my opinion. So any any old Citroen that's not like pre-Zara, you don't see much in rally games. There's like a Visa as well. And um, yeah, I'd just like to see more of those. Have you got any others? Um I think the other one is it's an obscure it was not really obscure but it wasn't a car that was well loved but I quite like it and it's the Peugeot 307 which was uh the car if Ooh, you remember, right? yeah. it had it only had four gears oh uh, three gears sometimes as yeah, Gronholm yeah. would tell us uh, Marcus Gronholm used to get quite angry with it but I I quite liked it because it was unusual um and I just feel like you know I'm a big fan of the 206 but if we could get the 206 and the 307 in the same game mm. I would be quite excited about that yeah, that is a weird car. Because I grew up watching that era, I've sort of normalised it. But if you think about it, who else has made a convertible car yeah. into a WRC car, right? I know it had a hardtop roof, but it was a convertible. Yeah. Uh, that's really bizarre. I don't know what the decision was behind that. I guess it must have been marketing no, it reasons. Didn't work, though, did it? <laughs> it didn't work. It felt like it was felt like a backward step, right? But I'm with you on that one. And if it, if the game could have a mode where the gearbox would spontaneously stop working yeah. on the power steering, that that would that'd be realistic as well. <laughs> Um, all right, well, I've only got a couple of quick ones here from Mitsubishi. Um, one is the Lanta 2000 Turbo, which is very obscure, from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Which is rear-wheel drive. Everyone always thinks of the Lanta as this four-wheel drive turbocharged thing. Recently, I went to the Sim Racing Expo in Germany, and next to it was a classic car show, and I had to walk through that to get to the Sim Racing Expo. And very, everything was undercover, apart from this pentiauricular uh, Lanza, and I think it was the one that finished on the podium in Finland in 82. 
Um, and you just, I've never seen that in any game ever. Yeah. Um, but it's a podium finisher in the WRC, so that, that's quite cool. And then another Pentiricular car was the Galant VR4 from the oh. late 80s, early 90s Group yes. A, which everybody forgets because everybody's all about the Lancer Evo. Yeah. I'm like, come on, give some love to the Galant. It won yeah, the WRC no, round. No, I'm with you on this. This is great. We we need to obviously get this list to the game makers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Car licensing, very tricky. But that's the... Yeah. <laughs> this is our wish list. Yeah. So I don't suppose you've got any others to, to finish off? Uh, there's only one sort of... Um, it, it had a very, very short lifespan in WRC. I'm, I'm not even sure if it has appeared on any games or not, but the, the Suzuki SX4... Uh, oh yes, they're very short-term WRC car that they had One season. for a bit. Um, but that for me is just a classic. And, and the only reason being is that I actually saw one in, in Japan. For no the, way, because they um, bizarrely, I'll tell you the story. But we were taken to the Toyota Museum uh, for a media uh, right. press conference on the Monday. And they have a they have a an extraordinary car museum there, and it's like they've got sort of like one of everything in the world. So it's not just Toyotas. Interesting. But in their rally section, they had the Suzuki SX4, and I was like, of all the cars. <laughs> um, so that's really weird because I don't I could be wrong, but you don't ever after the they had like 2008 they had that one season, and they had yeah. some two rallies in 07, I think as well as like a test, and then it wasn't like they were sold off to privateers or anything, right? For the next yeah. season. So why on earth is one in the Toyota Museum? That's bizarre. It, really this, cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, like, it was bizarre because we rocked up to the Toyota place and obviously we weren't told much about it. And then in the doorway is the Suzuki SX4. <laughs> Hang on. That's <laughs> we bizarre. Right place? <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, but, I've never yeah, seen no. one in person. That's crazy. But it's, um, it, if you, I mean, if you ever go to Japan and it's this place is open to the public, I would absolutely recommend you go to the Toyota Museum. Oh, because yeah. They have literally a one of every cool car in the, that's ever existed oh, wow. in the world ever like it's it's an extraordinary place it really is also suzuki sx4 totally with you that and that was his kind of his final season but oh well hopefully got paid for one year of works driving he was in, also uh, in the cordoba at one point too he was yeah and the uh, ibiza and all sorts but maybe we should end it there because we could talk all days about <laughs> wrc i think and also we could have touched upon some older WRC games, but maybe we save that for another time. Um, but yeah, hopefully people listening enjoyed a bit of rally nerdery if they weren't aware of the subject <laughs> matter there. But also, like coming from you, the WRC seasoned journalist and expert, the hopes and dreams of the future of WRC gaming. So hopefully that was enjoyable. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's always nice to be able to share some WRC gaming with someone because they're 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 a sort of rare bunch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're uh, no, it's always good to good to talk about that stuff. <laughs> nice one. Cheers, Tom. Well, thank you very much to Tom there for his time, especially at this time of year, just before Christmas when we recorded, because there's all sorts of news about the Monte Carlo Rally and the 2023 WRC season popping off that he has to cover in the immediacy. Genuine passion there from him towards wanting the WRC to have a good video game. And for me, I am more excited about seeing what that game's like than anything else next year. Speaking of which, the Traction.gg YouTube channel will have by now, or depending on when you listen to this, coming very soon, an extensive preview of every game that we know of coming next year. Be sure to check that out if you can. Thank you very much to everyone who has listened to the podcast this year. It really does help us out and we can see it makes a difference. 
However, we're not quite finished yet. We're going to squeeze out one final episode for the year very soon in a couple of days, if all is going well. So please do follow or subscribe for that. So speak to you then. Thank you for listening to this one. Be sure to follow Tom online and his articles on altsport.com, altsport magazine and mudsport.com. And otherwise, keep it pinned.